if your business, your brand, your creator, your whatever, you're not experimenting, figuring out how to communicate and everything in the short form format, you're missing the boat. That's the future. I think what the key question is, is how do you build your community and how do you stay relevant in this new short form world? All right. You guys ready? Yep. All right. You're listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast with Kyle Kaplanis. Don't FOMO right. out. That's right. the biggest mistake in this space right now, FOMO. And Duke McKenzie. That's just crazy, right? It's like insane. it's like conversations with thought leaders, experts, influencers, culture shapers, discussing all things innovative, groundbreaking creative developments evolving digital markets. The podcast for those who are curious about what is next. Social media, web three, NFTs, the metaverse, all the things you need to know about to start planning tomorrow's success today. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tomorrow Today podcast with your host, Duke McKenzie, and my main man, Kyle Kaplanis. What's going on, everyone? How you doing, Kyle? Doing well, Duke. Glad to be here for another week. Another week, another episode. So this episode, I'm pretty excited about because we've been doing a lot of strategizing and working in the office and all of those things. And we've been talking a lot about the future of social media and the future creators and one topic that keeps on coming up that we thought would make a great episode for us to spend some time talking to the crew, talking to everyone out there about it, was with the rise of short-form creators and short-form content. So right now, TikTok is the king of that, but everyone's going towards that. So like YouTube has YouTube shorts, Instagram has reels, so they're all copying the format and everything that has made TikTok such a phenomenon. There is an interesting side effect of all that which is the dilution of the power of the creator. And it's getting harder and harder for them to build communities. Let me just tell the audience what made us talk about this and what that means. TikTok, in a few short years, TikTok has basically minted a bunch of creators that broke past that million subscriber mark. As of last count, according to Social Blade, 39,000 accounts that have broke past a million. Okay? Now... When you compare that to YouTube, and YouTube's been around a lot longer, right? YouTube yep. has about 32,000 accounts that are broken past a million. And Instagram, which has the least of all, which is the hardest to grow your organic reach and all the things, has 20,000 accounts and people that have grown past and broken past a million. So TikTok, new kid on the scene. Basically, everyone is realizing you got to catch up to TikTok, all of that type of stuff right there. You, you on the scene, they have 39,000. And then you go all the way down to Instagram, which has 20,000, right? Yep. Almost almost half. And that leads to an interesting question, which I want to talk to you about today is, okay, is it harder for a TikTok creator and creators in general to build their community? And does, does a million followers on TikTok mean as much as a million followers on Instagram or on right. YouTube or something else? And we should have an honest conversation about that. And Absolutely. full disclosure, we're conflicted because we believe that TikTok is the future, but everything goes up and down. And as new platforms build and build and build, we have to be honest. We got to tell the people the truth. And yep. we have to examine the weaknesses of the platform that we so much dearly love and that we're spending all our time on. So I would love to hear, what say you? I've talked enough. What say you, Kyle? What say you? <laughs> There's a good correlation. If you look at people, like their follower count on TikTok 
and then go to their other socials. And there's going to be a significant difference. Even with Kaby LeMay, the biggest TikToker in the world, mm -hmm. there's still half of a difference between his TikTok and his Instagram. And then mm. on, on YouTube is even a bigger difference. Alex Stemp is a great example. He's got 20.2 million on TikTok, but on Instagram, he's got 1.4 million. And on YouTube, he's got 2 million. So it is true. The value of that 1 million across socials is totally different. And on TikTok, it's like, is it that valuable anymore? Right. Right. I think here's the thing. Again, TikTok is the future and TikTok's able to build trends. And being a creator on there is different because like cr large creators on TikTok break trends and all that stuff. Yeah. But but the thing that TikTok has that's fascinating being that it's not driven by who you are following. It's driven right. by your interests. For example, I didn't know that I love dog videos. I have a dog. I like dogs. I've never seeked out dog videos. I don't even know. I don't even know how TikTok knows <laughs> that I like dog videos, but I do. I watch right? them. I scroll. I like when dogs talk. I like when, like the the thing that always catches me is like when the owner of the the dog is like pretending to talk to his owner yeah. and they're having narrating. Like those videos yeah. get me every time, and that's interesting. But I didn't know I like that because TikTok figures out what your interests are and keeps on serving content towards your interests, which is different than how. Instagram was built, which was based on who you're following. And how yes, which was based on following, based on who you're following, which is what drove that. But what that gives TikTok the ability to do is it's that you have your core group of creators who are the ones that are driving, but there's a chance for everyone to get their five minutes of fame. Absolutely. Right. And after the beginning of the big TikTok push and all that type of stuff, because we're always spending time looking for new creators and all those things is the time when you blow up on TikTok. Do most people only have a very short period of time to yes. capitalize on that? I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you think? I think so. I think the faster you grow, the faster you can fall. It is true. These creators get it so quickly. And unfortunately, a lot of them are not smart enough to understand that, whoa, like they just got handed a giant business and a lot of them have no idea what to do with it. I know a lot of creators that have over millions of followers that just fell down because they didn't know what to do. And falling down particularly means yeah. is there's not a lot exactly. of engagement on their channels, right? Like they have this large audience, but no one's watching what they're doing. Exactly. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and you're seeing that. I even talked to this one guy. His name's Kyle Sheely. He's a creator. He posted one video and I think he said it was early 2020 when it was like really easy to mm. gain followers even faster. And he posted one video. It took off. And within less than 30 days, he had a million followers. And he said that was overwhelming because he was like, for one, I only created between zero to a million followers. I think he posted two videos. He didn't even have enough time to establish himself as a creator. Okay, what's working or not working? Right. And he said it. Yeah, it cost him a lot of it cost him a lot of stress. What I will say, the thing is, so one of the things with being a YouTuber with the old form. Now, this was long form content, and I don't want to sound like grumpy old men because we are making a big bet on short form. So is the rest of the industry because that's where it's going, everybody. If your business, your brand, your creator, your whatever, you're not experimenting, figuring out how to communicate and everything in the short form format, you're missing the boat. That's the future. I think what the key question is, is how do you build your community and how do you stay relevant in this new short form world, which is taking over everything because you're all the way to do it. So YouTube, right? It took forever to get a million followers forever. Oh, like, it, yeah. like if you have a hundred thousand, you're killing it. 
But what that forces you to do is it forces you to build your community. It forces you to go at your craft. It forces you exactly. to like it, it, like you grow into, you use that. What was that? You use that example of that creator you used where he got a million overnight and he has this massive reach, this massive audience, this massive platform that he doesn't even know how he got it. Exactly. He was talking to me and he said it caused him a lot of mental health issues because he said, okay, there's a million people in the comments like demanding more. And he's like, I don't even know what I did. So there's a lot of creators who have had that mass success and they feel the fear of success or the fear of failure caught up to them too quickly that they ended up just not making content, even though they got a million followers. And I think that's happening really quickly. Whereas like I watched Mr. Beast hitting a hundred million followers and he took the audience, which was interesting through his journey. And it took him three or four years just to hit a million. His first year, he barely gained a thousand followers his first year. And he uh. said he was cranking out content like left and right. But now look at him. He has one of the biggest communities in the world. Here's what I would argue, though. Mm -hmm. That was a different time. Yeah. I argue he doesn't. He, like, That's so true. He, Mr. Beast is, yes, one of the most successful creators. But his success came from what happened in the past. The problem is when you're a creator now and you're wanting to build an audience, you want to do all those things. The problem is, is that. You will not be able to build your community the way Mr. Beast did, because I don't believe that if you're not messing with short form or short form first, mm -hmm. I don't believe you'll even be in the game. Yeah. No, right. Like, I, I I just don't believe you'll be because the algorithms don't pick it up that, because the, the social yep. media platforms is and everyone is pushing short, short form because it's getting the most views. It's getting yep. the most user attention. It's getting all those things. So so the question is, you saw there was a couple of videos going around at this year's VidCon. So TikTok is the dominant video format, period. It is yep. driving the culture, period. End of story, right? But you see these examples of TikTokers who are popular that if they were YouTubers with the same size, they weren't able to, now we could say things have changed or whatever, but they weren't able to get these greeting lines. Not a lot of people showed up and all those yep. things. And I think that's a function of them not having figured out yet how to nurture their community. Yes, yet, right? Exactly. No, it's really true. Some creators who have these large followers, but then when they go to do something transactional, it fails and they're like, oh no, what happened? And I think it's true. I think the algorithm plays a big part in that because of the fact that, like you said, our algorithm isn't really showing us people who we follow, but it's really just showing us constant new people all the time. Right. And I think that's where the disconnect is from the communities because of the fact that that for you page is really geared to us versus others, if that makes sense. You have to really strategize to figure out how to build a community now. Yeah, no, I agree. And what I find interesting is, like you mentioned, Crater, and just full disclosure, we work with this Crater named Alex Stemp. What is interesting in strategy that he is doing is, is that he's always reinventing the content that mm -hmm. he is doing. I think what that means, but this grind of the factory of short form content and your spot is never secure. It's almost like you're going to have to keep on reinventing yourself. And then what the other thing, if you're a short form Crater and new, Remember, TikTok is a child of the pandemic in North America, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's never happened, this is the first time, really, we talked about this VidCon when people were going there. This is the first time, really, that that they had a chance to connect with their fans and all of that type of stuff. And if you take an example from the old music industry or, or whatever it is, when you want to break an artist, you would tour, you'd go to community by community and build that fandom and all of that type of stuff. And that hasn't happened yet with short form creators. And it's kind of a paradox because these are some of the most famous people on earth, but yet they haven't had a chance to grow in into their communities yet. And the right. communities haven't had a chance to grow into them as of yet.
And it's interesting. I don't think anybody really has that nailed down. It's like the new space of NFTs and all that. Everybody's still learning. Like it's still so new that people are still learning. How do I nurture a community and how do I build that regardless of the success you have in the follower count? What I've been telling creators lately is you have to look at it more of of a long-term game plan because mm-hmm. building a community takes time. So uh, you have to look at it as like a decade goal. That's what I'm doing now with my personal content, building my own strategy is I'm not worried. I'm lo- I'll look at it in 10 year time and look back, but I'm just going to keep building and try to build little steps in the community, regardless of how my followers go up, if that makes sense. And I think a lot of creators are not mentally prepared. The creators who are working with us are very fortunate enough to have us on their side and giving them tips mm. and helping them understand how to build their business because they really are. If you're a creator in this space right now, if you're not looking at it as a business aspect, you're going to fall off. Guaranteed. I promise you. But those that are, are are investing back into themselves, making their content better, growing, adopting, and giving more to their followers and their communities. Those ones will stay long-term, I think. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. I think that's the key advice that I think that if we were, were talking to creators, and then I want to switch it a little bit and talk mm-hmm. about what your thoughts are for brands for this as before we wrap up. I think the key takeaway that I got from this is for that comment is you have to have a longer term, like a five-year plan or a 10-year plan and not look at everything on the day-to-day, to day to day to day You got to build, 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 you know? So let's switch it up a little bit. With this information, we get the pleasure of talking to brands all the time and stuff. Obviously, we're telling the truth and we're trying to figure things out and we're doing all that type of stuff. These creators, the creators who have capitalized and maximized short form right now are still the best way to go, still Mm -hmm. the best audience aggregators in the world. What's your advice for brands right now as they're trying to explore and working with creators and and things like that? What are your tips and tricks for them as they're trying to navigate this as well? I think the best advice I'd give to brands is how they're going to look and approach creators is not based really on the full followership, but really that community piece, right? And I know that sounds cliche because we're talking about how it's hard to build community, but that's going to be the number one focus, I think, is what creators have good communities, regardless of their followers, and how many of those creators actually own their first party data. So. Who embraces the most of their community will be the most powerful in this space. And I think brands will have to eventually look into that and figure that out versus, oh, you have X amount. I think that's where the shift is going to go. And I think it's going to happen very quickly, Mm. especially with data privacy changes and all that coming very quick. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. I think that the key point for brands, for creators, for everyone in this space right now, I think that, okay. Short form content is the future right now. You have young kids. I got kids and all this stuff. Like short form mm-hmm. content is I'm here to stay. It's kind of like when reality TV took over television. People are like, oh, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just a matter of what are the tools that you could use? Data collection. If you're a brand working with creators, instead of just focusing pure on audience, also really paying attention to their engagement yes. and and just experimenting, experimenting, experimenting. Yeah. I had my biz talk for TikTok. Interesting enough, I was fortunate to talk to the CMO of Hootsuite, mm. who's a really big company, and they mentioned they just did a full rebrand. And their focus is on creators. Their entire business focus is now shifted to creators, and they're letting creators lead by example. So what she told me was that they're literally putting the creators in charge of what they think is the best next campaigns, what Mm. they think is going to be working well versus them being in the seat and dictating like what they think is going to work. They said that that's over. And they said, interesting enough, 
regardless of the reach that you think you can get, if you partner with the right creator, you will eventually, like in long term, get the max potential ROI. Right. That makes really even views or anything. That makes sense. That makes sense. Going with a creator first creative strategy, like starting with them first and then leveraging their reach, testing things out and trying things. What they're finding is basically maximum results in the campaign. That's really cool. That's really cool. We really want to talk to the audience about that. That's a wrap. Everybody, thank you for listening to Tomorrow Today. We come out every week. Please subscribe. Please give us a thumbs up and a rating of five stars. We love five stars. Signing off, I'm Duke McKenzie. I'm Kyle Kaplanis. All right. Great talking to everybody. Thanks for listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow us on social media at Project Z Talent. That's P-R-J-T-Z Talent. And stay tuned next week for more of the Tomorrow Today podcast. Because shaping your tomorrow starts today. Today.